exciting new episode of the gateway to data protection and privacy special series presented by eva india insights podcast i'm your host pallavi and today we have an enlightening topic on our agenda the profound impact of 2023 data privacy act in the telco sector joining us once again is mini gupta our industry expert and cybersecurity consulting partner at eva india she comes with over an impressive two decade long career in risk management and her expertise spans across diverse sectors including tmt manufacturing media and financial services she is currently actively leading the 2023 dpdp act agenda for eva india and she is also working closely on this agenda of data privacy in india and globally in this episode we discuss about the role of data fiduciaries cross border data transfers and consent for iot services involving multiple data principles mini welcome back to our podcast thanks pallavi pleasure to be here to begin with the telcos today are trying an ecosystem play by partnering with other service providers such as otts in such cases is there a primary data fiduciary or multiple ones that the data principle needs to deal with Pallavi, in this case, uh, there are several and multiple data fiduciary specifically in this scenario. Uh, so, for example, if I'm a telecom subscriber and have provided personal data to the telco only for telecom services, then the telco becomes a data fiduciary. Now, if this telco has a tie-up with an OTT platform provider, then telco will obtain consent from the data principal to share their personal data with the OTT service provider. for the ott related services now once the personal data is shared for leveraging ott services uh, any additional data that the ott service provider collects uh, such as any data required for account creation uh, in terms of uh, their contact details email ids etc then the ott service provider will become the data fiduciary for the additional data that they have collected as they would then be deciding the means and purpose of that so hence in this case both the telco as well as the ott service providers uh, would be data fiduciaries and hence this is a scenario of multiple data fiduciary uh, for their individual services and processing of personal data thank you mini adding to that uh, the act currently does not allow personal data to be transferred out of the country except in specific cases does the telco qualify among those who can transfer data outside the country given that sometimes people travel abroad and the telco needs a cohesive picture to be able to customize their services so the act allows for transfer of personal data outside the country unless uh, central government by notification prohibits transfer to certain countries now the rules will of course uh, let us know what those countries in the negative list would be uh, however in the case of a telecom service provider uh, when the data principal uses roaming services the data principal during roaming leaves the telecom provider's network and latches on to the local telco service provider network in this case what happens is that the law of the land is applicable and any processing of personal data that is happening is still taking place within the home country so while a data principal might be roaming 
their personal data such as a call data records, etc., are processed in India only within the telecom provider systems. Uh, however, if we see the other way around, where a roaming user comes from another country to India, and then the data has to be shared back with that country's service provider. And if that country falls under the list of blacklisted countries for data transfer under DPDPA, then such transfer will not be governed by DPDPA, but by the Global GSMA Act that is agreed between all telecom companies globally for transfer of data in case of international roaming. So, uh, it, you know, when it when the roamer is going from here to outside, it's still, you know, it's not something that we will need to transfer data for. Uh, but when an external or a foreign uh, individual is coming to India and roaming in India, then it's really the GSMA Act that would apply. Thank you, Mini. Now, we see that there have been multiple cases of a breach reported where people have been uh, misusing someone else's other data to get mobile connection. How is that tackled in the current Data Privacy Act or will this be notified later on? There is no specific provision for misuse of personal data provided in the Act explicitly. Uh, however, this scenario may be considered as a data breach and any data breaches have to be reported uh, to the data protection board as well as to the individual whose data has been breached. So if it comes to the notice of the data fiduciary that someone is trying to use Aadhaar of someone else, basically a case of impersonation uh, to get the mobile connection, and they are aware that the personal sharing the Aadhaar is not the intended recipient of the service, then they can deny the services as well as report such breaches to the relevant authorities uh, for impersonation. Uh, furthermore, the Act does provide uh, a case wherein in case an individual is trying to impersonate, which basically means they're trying to violate a data principle's duties, then there is a penalty on the data principle uh, for attempt of impersonation. So that again is something that can go against the personnel who's trying to misuse someone else's Aadhaar card. Thank you for this insight, Mini. Uh, now, we see that most apps today ride on telecom services, which includes multiple players, and their server lies abroad with another e-commerce player. All these collect data and from the data principle. Does this complicate matters, or does the DPDP Act explicitly have provisions for all, all of these uh, multiple scenarios? The Act clearly provides definitions for data fiduciary and data processor. Uh, in the entire ecosystem of personal data processing, the data fiduciary, who is the primary source for collection of personal data, has to determine in the life cycle of personal data if there are multiple other service providers to which the data may be flowing and what is the role of each one. Uh, that uh, service provider is playing. Now, again, it is a responsibility of the data fiduciary to ensure that such data processors are uh, adhering to the provisions of the Act. Because if you look at the entire Act, the entire obligation 
is on the data fiduciary and not on the data processors. The data processors primarily will be governed by the contractual clauses uh, that they sign between the fiduciary and the processors. So hence, it's important for the data fiduciary to identify all such processors as well as ensure that the relevant safeguards and clauses are put in place when engaging with data processors. Now, adding to the topic of uh, the data misuse, there is a provision for fines for a data fiduciary who fails to protect the data or misuses it. But how does that help someone whose data is being misused? So while there is no provision in the act that mentions uh, you know, how to compensate or help someone whose data is being misused, and uh, you know, globally that's not a widely accepted practice either, uh, which allows the data principle to be compensated. However, it is up to the data protection board uh, that we are expecting to be set up very soon who will decide uh, if they would like to impose a penalty on the data fiduciary and if there would be a compensation in return to the uh, aggrieved uh, data principles. Further, while you know there is no explicit provision, but uh, the very fact that there are fines imposed uh, on the data fiduciaries also act as a deterrent to ensure that the data of an individual or a data principal is not being misused. So there are so there are deterrents for avoiding misuse, but direct compensation is something that probably will be taken on a case by case basis uh, by the data protection board, and then it would be decided. Thank you, Mini. Now shifting towards the regulatory side, as these laws serve as an initial step, what is the institutional capacity being built to ensure that the law is being monitored carefully? Uh, in case of a data breach that harms a data principle, will there be a separate agency to take it further or will it be going through normal police channels? So data fiduciaries are required uh, to notify data breaches to the data protection board uh, as well as to the individual whose data has been breached. Now, in most cases, if you look at it here, uh, you know, there is a level of escalation provided. Uh, so in case of a data breach that harms a principle, one, the data principle, of course, can uh, go to the fiduciary directly and you know request for what went wrong. They can take it to the data protection board. Uh, there is a provision to take it to further in case the principal is not happy with what the data protection board is uh, responding, then the, there is a provision to take it to TDSAT as well. And uh, a natural progression or an escalation point from the TDSAT then becomes our honorable Supreme Court. So yes, there are multiple levels of escalations that are provided that a data principal can go through in case uh, of a breach scenario. Thank you, Mini. Um, now we would like to uh, know, note and ask about the act. Act card does not talk specifically about the applicability of uh, on an Indian national or a citizen or a resident. So then, in such cases, uh, if an international traveler visits Indian territory, even for a day or even for few hours, then will the DPDP Act be applicable to processing of personal data even for that short duration? 
So as per the act and the applicability, uh, in such a scenario also, ideally the act will become applicable and processing will fall under the PDPA uh, because it talks about uh, the personal data within the Indian territory. We will have to wait for the rules which are expected in uh, shortly within few days to see if it differentiates between processing within the territory of India uh, and Indian citizen and resident or national, as well as uh, the duration for which the processing takes place. But for now, uh, basis what the act has indicated, uh, this scenario would come under the purview of DPDPA till we uh, receive further clarifications. Thank you. And lastly, we have, uh... If a telecom service provider is providing IoT services and these IoT services are leveraged by multiple data principles within a household, then whose consent will be required to be obtained for processing of personal data? Do we need to take consent of all the data principles leveraging these IoT services that process personal data or multiple uh, data principles? Uh, so globally, uh, as far as the, you know, if you look at the erstwhile CCP or the California Consumer Protection Act, uh, there is a definition around household with, and caters to processing of personal data of household. However, under DPDPA, there is no such household that is defined. So in case of such a scenario where processing of personal data is taking place in IoT services, the consent of the data principle who opts for the IoT services will have to be obtained. Uh, this consent would act on behalf of everyone who is using these IoT services within the household. A pro privacy notice will have to be provided specifying all the purposes of processing that is taking place uh, for these IoT services. But primarily the personnel who's actually taking the services will be the one providing the consent. Thank you, Mini, for sharing all those insights on how the new DPDB Act impacts the telco sector. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Thank you, Thank you. On that note, we come to end of this episode. If you would like us to explore other such topics on data security and privacy, please do leave us some suggestions that you would like us to deep dive into. Thanks for listening in. Until next time, this is Pallavi signing off. Thank you.